0: Good morning. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties Podcast. Free Press, Media Press, Inc., and Alternative Parties Books Publisher sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Bouchard. Welcome to the Long Live Alternative Parties Podcast. Today, friends, we have another exciting guest on our podcast. He's from the Libertarian Party. He's going to talk to us about the approval voting
1: caucus that he's a part of. So, welcome to the podcast. Well, hi, Andrew. This is Pat Dixon. It's good to be part of your podcast, and I appreciate the opportunity. Sure thing. So, Pat, if we could get started
0: by you kindly giving us an introduction to yourself, a brief biographical sketch.
1: Well, uh, I've been uh, involved in the Libertarian Party for quite a while. I became a member first in 1984. Uh, I got into leadership. uh, I was state chair in Texas from 2004 to 2014. I've Office a few times, got elected for a couple of terms to a city council in the town I live in, Lago Vista. So oh, that's some of my background.
0: Oh, you're in Lago Vista. I didn't realize that from our correspondence. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Wow, we're close. Yep, we could do this interview in person. Yeah, well, we can do that sometime. <laughs> yeah, exciting. So kindly tell us about this caucus we're talking about today. What's it called and what's it about?
1: Yeah, uh, what it's really about is uh, there are voting systems that are far superior to the ones we're used to. Typically okay. in elections, you go to vote for somebody and you can only choose one candidate. Well, that might be okay when there's only two candidates on the ballot, but what about when there's three, or four, or more than that? Especially at the local level, in in a lot of cities, you have city council races where you may have five, eight, ten people running for a city council seat. And what almost always happens is nobody wins, right? Because people go to vote and they can only choose one of those candidates even though there may be more than one that you support. So what happens is those votes kind of get split. Nobody wins, which means you have to go to a runoff election. And when you go to a runoff election, the number of people who vote in those elections is very small. And sometimes you can have multiple rounds of runoff elections until you get down to the person who has a majority. The expense just grows astronomically for running these elections. And what ends up happening is the number of voters who actually decide the winner is a very small number. Okay. So it's really not very representative. What is – much better is when you have the ability to either choose multiple candidates that you approve of or to rank candidates in those cases, when you don't have a uh, a, a case where two people only two people on the ballot, more people on the ballot just means you have more voices and you can express that you like more than one or you rank one ahead of another. So we favor those kinds of voting systems because they're more efficient, they're more empowering for a voter. And the other thing, especially for libertarian candidates or independent candidates is you don't have this spoiler effect that people talk about where, Oh, you stole votes from somebody. Well, if, If you like the Republican and Libertarian, you can vote for both. If you like the Democrat and the Libertarian, you can vote for both. So it eliminates this so-called spoiler effect. What really what I'm trying to do is encourage adoption within the Libertarian Party when we elect people. And we're doing that in the state of Texas. I'd like to carry that through to our national conventions and other conventions.
0: Okay. So, how long have you been doing that in the state of Texas, using that voting procedure?
1: Really? I think we've probably been doing it for over 10 years. Oh. Uh, when I was state chair, we started doing it, and uh, it really made things a lot easier. Uh, one of the best examples is after I was state chair, I became a campaign manager for Mark Tippett who was okay. our candidate as governor in Texas. That was in 2018. And uh, we had a state convention where it was very tightly contested between uh, five candidates. We oh. used approval voting, and we got – Mark Tippetts was the nominee on the very first ballot. It was a very close race. But approval voting – Proved its merit right there, so okay. uh, I, I think very clearly within the Libertarian Party in Texas, we very much are uh, happy with approval voting.
0: Good. So you practice what you preach.
1: Absolutely, yes.
0: Excellent. So when did this caucus start? You said you have adopted the measure in the party 10 years ago, when did the caucus itself start? Was it right before it? Did you get favor for it right away? How did that work?
1: No, no, I think I started it probably about 10 years ago. So we had been using it actually, I think we started using approval voting in the LP Texas more than 10 years ago because when I was no longer state chair, I'm quite certain we had a number of elections where we used approval voting and right about that time I said this has really worked well in Texas at the national conventions so many times we have these runoff elections and you start losing quorum the number of people who are left in the convention hall when the final vote is cast is a small number sometimes we close to losing quorum, so we can't actually choose anybody. So that's when I started to think we need this at the national level, uh, because some of these nominations, especially for a presidential nominee, can take a very long time, and if you're going through that runoff after runoff, uh, it takes a very long time.
0: Sure. So, you mentioned both approval voting and ranked choice voting. Our audience tends to be people involved in this sphere of reform politics and alternative parties, so most of them are aware to some degree what they are. Can you distinguish between the two?
1: Yeah, with a ranked choice voting and there's more than one way of doing a ranked choice voting sure and uh, runoff is one of them but there's there's different procedures for how you're going to transfer votes. Um, But essentially what you're doing is ranking each candidate on the ballot. And you don't necessarily have to rank them all. depends on the system. But if, Uh if you have five candidates running, you can say, this is my first choice, here's my second choice, third, fourth, fifth. What ends up happening is when all the votes are cast, you first look at all the votes for first place. And if there's a clear winner, if there's one candidate who gets over 50% of the first place votes, they win. But if they don't, that's when it gets a little more complicated. Then you start to say, how do we treat the second place votes. Do we eliminate the last person, the last candidate and transfer those second place votes to the rest of the candidates? Or do we just take all the second place votes and transfer them? So that's where it can differ. But essentially what you're doing is transferring second or third or fourth place votes until you have a winner. Okay. So that those are the, the ranked approaches. Approval approval is much simpler. All you're doing is saying, do you approve of this candidate or not? So if you have five candidates, you approve this one, that one, and so forth. So when you're done, you have a number of candidates that are approved and a number who aren't. And... You count up the number of votes for approval for each candidate. So it's much simpler. And certainly in a convention setting it might be much more feasible because having a print can be somewhat cumbersome in a convention setting if you're not using electronic voting machines. Yeah. Right? If you're writing down on paper can be much simpler with an approval process, but frankly, I'm in favor of both approaches as long as they, there's a system to do it. Uh, All right. State of Approval, but um, anything's better than the way we're used to doing it, where you only have one choice, and uh, I, I think that approach that we're used to is actually the worst approach.
0: Sure. Yeah, a lot of people we talk to have issues with that. So for getting this type of voting for the rest of the Libertarian Party, do you see it as something that's going to go over really well, or do you see the opposition to it?
1: I do think it will eventually be the way we do things. I think there are people who are in other states and don't have the experience we have in Texas and may not understand it. They may not be as comfortable with it. So with anything like this, there's an adoption process. You have to become familiar. You have to get some confidence. But I think eventually we will get to that point.
0: Okay. So has there been anybody that objected to this point, and what arguments did they give, and how did you overcome those arguments?
1: Well, the objections I've heard, some people – Get the wrong impression that you're allowing somebody to vote more than once. Okay. Right. The concept is one person, one vote. Yep. But what that actually means is you should have the same power as any other voter. You shouldn't have more voting power because you're wealthy or because you have more land or because you're a certain demographic. Yeah. With approval voting, everybody has exactly the same power. So do you approve this candidate, yes or no? Everybody gets to make that same decision. So that's one concept that I think a lot of people have that they need to understand better when they consider the the uh, alternatives like this. Okay.
0: That sounds good. So it it sounds like something we've got we had other guests on the podcast who talked about alternative voting systems such as approval voting and also ranked choice voting. It sounds like in some municipalities they are using it and they are and did they not they passed ranked choice voting in Austin did they not?
1: Yeah, so For approval voting, in St. Louis, Missouri, they now use approval voting. Okay. Uh, uh, There are some other cities that have. Unfortunately, in the state of Texas, we have a state election code that has some language in it that has been interpreted to say you cannot use anything that isn't the current voting system. The language actually says, the winner has to have a majority of votes. Okay. So, if you apply that to rank choice, then the question is, how does rank choice result in a majority? Um, and it, that's arguable. This has been, there have been opinions from uh, state officers in the state government stating that the election code does not permit ranked choice. I don't think huh. a similar question has been posed about approval.
0: So oh, even if okay.
1: the city of Austin passed a motion saying we want ranked choice, they can't The state of Texas won't let them do it. The city of Austin won't actually uh, implement that because – they don't think it complies with the election code.
0: Yuck. Okay, so in order for this to be adopted by the Libertarian Party, is the in Texas and elsewhere, do do the parties have to put a resolution up for it, or does that require the change to the party constitution or bylaws? How does that work?
1: Yeah. Well, in Texas, we already did. So the Libertarian Party of Texas already adopted approval voting, and that's what the way we do things.
0: Sure.
1: With, if it applies, when uh, we're talking about National Party or other state parties, typically it would be a bylaws type of change All right. or a, a convention rules type of change. Now, it is possible within Roberts' rules, and I know that. are, Probably some people uh, who listen to the podcast may know what Robert Rules is, but it's kind of obscure. Only people who go to conventions know. But you could go to a convention, make a motion that we adopt approval voting, and it's possible for that to pass. It may okay. not be likely. because in the way that would happen is let's say you're going to vote on some mo- measure and you know there's multiple options, somebody may make a motion to say, let's use approval voting for this. It could pass, uh, but that would only apply to what you're voting on at the time. Okay, if you want okay, to have a system you use every time, then you want to make a rules change. Sure. And for,
0: since you're in, is it the same for every party in the Libertarian Party or is it different? And how 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 many how much of the voters do you have to get the support of to make a rule change for the Libertarian Party in Texas, like you did?
1: Yeah, well, anytime you make a rule change, that's done at convention, which tends to be every two oh. years. It's okay. pretty pretty difficult to do it outside of convention. When you're changing rules, you don't want to do it without. Good representation. Sure. When you go to those conventions. You have delegates, and these delegates are the people who can vote. Yeah. The delegates uh, to make any rule change. Typically, it's a super majority, like a two-thirds required to admit, to adopt a rule change. Sure.
0: That makes sense. So two-thirds, you said?
1: Is that... Yeah, I don't know if there's exceptions to that. Um, most of the cases I'm aware of, you need two-thirds to make any kind of rule change.
0: Okay. That makes sense. That's often the way it is for changing... Well,
1: if, I, if I remember, at a convention, so there's you might only need a majority. I'm trying to remember <laughs> all the cases because you have... Uh, you have state party rules, you have national party rules, and then you have Robert's rules. So uh, depending on which convention you're going to, you have to look at the applicable rules and find out what's required.
0: Sure. So what does the caucus – do you have regular meetings with the caucus, or is it more of a – like for getting the – to changing the votes in the for the conventions,
1: there aren't regular meetings. Really, oh. it's so I put up the, a um, web page in a I think a social media group, and there are people that I know that are aligned with me that also want to see these changes. Typically, any activity is something that precedes an upcoming convention. Okay. So if, if we're going to a national convention and there's a group of us who want to plan for that and how we're going to promote this, uh, that's when the activity starts.
0: Okay. Makes sense. So it's centered around the conventions. Yes. Okay. So, so we're talking about the rule changes, so that's why it's centered around the conventions.
1: Yeah. Now, while I have you, i also let you know there is a organization called the Center for Election Science. Yeah, they are promoting approval voting around the United States. So they're the ones who got St. Louis to adopt approval voting. And they're oh. working that. We made a similar effort in Austin at the same time the ranked choice voting proposal was going on. So it was because we knew of the problems with the election code and that there was this effort for ranked choice we discontinued that effort, but there is uh, quite a bit of interest in trying to get a lot of cities around the United States to adopt approval voting.
0: Sure. Sure, yeah, that would be nice when that comes to pass.
1: And at the same time, uh, ranked choice voting, last night at the Travis County Libertarian Party meeting, there was a speaker for ranked choice voting for Texas. Oh. So they're trying to promote it as well and they're aware of the problems with the election code as well. But, um, as I said, I'm in favor of both as long as there's a workable system for it.
0: Sounds good. Good to have that flexibility. Pat, how can our audience support your efforts, your caucus,
1: your party? Well, uh, I'm always encouraging people to go to lp.org. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, it's uh, very easy to find, and uh, you can go there find information that will lead you down to the local local affiliates. So, if you start there, you can get all the way back down to people in Texas or people in Austin, and so that's one way. Uh, the Website that you found, and was I think you actually found the Facebook group, right? Yes. Yeah. So that uh, that uh, Facebook uh, group, which is called Approval Voting, uh, if you become a friend there or you like that, that's one way to get supportive. But as I said, when you when a convention is upcoming. That might be the time that I'm going to start saying, "Who wants to work together to make something happen?" Sure. So, yeah.
0: Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Yep. Pat, we thank you for coming on the podcast today and talking about the approval caucus of the Libertarian Party.
1: Well, thank you very much, Andrew, and uh, appreciate the opportunity.
0: All right, wish you all the best with the approval of voting caucus in the Libertarian Party of Texas and everything else you do in life. All right, thank you. All right, all the best. Bye.